Welcome to the Better Off Bonus Call of the Week. And you know, this is so great. This is the time we can chat with you about what's going on in your financial life, the questions that have been burning. You got two chances every week to get on the air. We drop this bonus episode on Tuesdays, and then we try to pop one in after the longer show on Thursdays. If you do have a question, just shoot us an email. Ask Jill at betteroffpodcast.com. Jeff from Georgia is on the line. Tell me what's going on. How can I help you? I'd like your insights into this particular question. Okay. So um, I'll try to paint you know, somewhat of a picture to help, uh, help with your thoughts here. Okay, great. So, so I'm, I'm 52 years old. Mm-hmm. I've got a net worth of about $1.7 million. Ding, ding, ding. Great job. Bing, bing, bing. Yep. Um, zero debt. Mm-hmm. Within retirement accounts between my wife and I, we probably have about $750,000 in um, IRAs, 401ks, that type of thing. Okay. And so seeing where the markets are going right now, they've, they've, they've been up. I believe there's probably a correction at some point in time, but you know who knows when and how big. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I was thinking about, and this would be maybe a little bit of a speculative play, uh, not something I usually would do, but say out of the $750,000, Take uh, some of that, say about a hundred thousand, put it in cash, and park it and keep it in one of the four hundred one ks or whatever it may be, until this you know correction that may be on the horizon uh, happens, and then throw it back in the market. Then okay, little market timing for you. Okay, right, which is which is not anything I have done in the past. Yep. How much is in stock versus bond versus any other asset class right now? I get about three hundred fifty thousand in, uh, maybe four hundred thousand in real estate. Okay, so that's my uh, personal home and some rental properties. Okay, uh, the, the rest of it is we're still got about another sixty grand just in pure cash. Yep, and then the rest of it is in just uh, mostly probably equities. Yep, but in in num in a number of my uh, IRA accounts. And and four hundred one ks. I've got those. I don't, I forgot what you actually call them, but they're um, they're they're the target target. Oh, target date funds. funds. Sure. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So most 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 of the uh, retirement accounts are in those types of investments. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, then they're in an index fund. Okay. So in the target date funds, do you have them in the target date of your real retirement, or do you have something? Earlier, in other words, is it is would the target date fund be say I don't know, I'm going to make this up 2030 for someone like yeah, they're you? They're mostly I think they're mostly 2035. Okay, gotcha. Some of them 2030s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and no bond positions outside of what's within the target date funds. Correct. Correct. Okay. All right. This actually makes this much easier. Let me just roll back one more layer of questions. Uh, right sure. now, you're 52. When do you think you'd like to retire? Yesterday. No, really. Give me the real deal. You know, I, I, I really don't know. Um, you know, I had visions earlier in my uh, uh, career to retire in the mid-50s. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, maybe that is still the same, still along those lines, but... Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd ever stop working. I'd have to do something just to stay sane. Okay. But uh, to back out of the pro- you know professional world, you know, let's say around sixty. Okay. Say all right. So sixty. Let's just say sixty for the heck of it. How much money do you li- need to live on? What's your actual need in terms of your 
expenses and what you would expect during retirement? How much money each month or each year? What would you guess? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking, honestly, my, my wife and I, we could probably get by around $75,000 Great. Dollars a year. What's your personal residence worth? Uh, about 250000 Okay. I am going to pull that out of your net worth. Because that's not something that I consider to be working for you for retirement. I just presume you're going to stay there. How much does the rental property, that $150,000 worth of rental property, how much does that spin off in income for you guys? Uh, You know, right now about about $1,500 a month. Okay, great. That's fantastic. You're working currently. Are you still maxing out your retirement account? I am. Okay, great. And uh, is your wife working? No. And you got kids? I do. How old? Uh, what have I got? 24, 22, 20, and 16. My God, you are busy. I presume 24, 22 on their own? 24 is. 22's wrapping up his last few months in college. Okay. So the obligations you have for the kids, uh, have you set aside money for college for them? Or is that is part of the money of the one point, let's call it... Uh, you know, one five-ish, none, one and a half. None of that is for college education. Oh, great. Um, Fantastic. Got all that covered and other things, 529s. Oh, uh, you're education brilliant. Accounts. Brilliant. When you look at the um, Social Security estimate, what does your estimate look like if it, you know, give me um, uh, 65, 66, 67, whatever your full retirement age is? Gosh, you know, I, uh, those things come in the mail. And I, yeah, uh, I know you throw them out, right? Uh, probably. Yeah. I might get, how much do you earn approximately? So this year, uh, I mean, my base salary is one hundred sixty thousand. All right. So, all right. So the, the chances are it's going to be somewhere around twenty grand. So um, of the need of seventy five grand a year, the good news is you got your rental income. 18 grand might be go up, might go down, but we'll call it 18. You got 20 grand will be Social Security. Some portion of that maybe also from your wife will get half of yours. So let's call it 30 grand. So you're going to have a good chunk of your need taken care of. Your portfolio will be able to fill in the gap. You're going to have no problem. There's going to be one little problem, and that is that if you really do retire at 60, then you can't tap Social Security until 62. And ideally, I wouldn't even have you do that. I would have you wait till your full retirement age. And you would just fill in the gap with something, like you said, a less corporate job, a little extra cash on the side doing something. So now we're getting back to your original question, which is, hey, how do I allocate my portfolio given that I'm nervous that the market is up dramatically and we're in the second longest bull market in history? I want to put a a possibility out there for you that is less predicated on timing the market correctly, but more on let's have a more realistic asset allocation given that you don't necessarily want to blow your huge gains that you've accumulated here at age 52. So what I would say is this. You got a ton of money. You got a bunch of it in some target date funds. You've got some in index funds. I would look at having the allocation look a little bit more balanced. I'm not sure you even need a target date fund. Where are you um, investing? Through which company? I'm at Principal. I got Merrill Lynch. I've got Fidelity. Uh, maybe another one. Are you managing your own money or are you working with a broker? I'm doing my own. Oh, so those are through the um, companies, huh? Merrill right, Lynch and principal. the accounts are, right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So what I would say is this. In the accounts, 
I would want an allocation for someone in your situation that looked about 60% stocks, 40% safer stuff. That could be bonds. That could be cash. Okay. When you look at the target date funds, you have to actually poke into that allocation and look, every single company has a different allocation for its target date fund. So, for example, you might look at the Fidelity target date fund and it looks like you're 80 20, 80 percent stocks, 20 percent bonds. But you might look at a Merrill Lynch one and it's 60 40. So I know it's a pain in the neck, but you really should look at it. And what I would suggest is that you should be in these funds that are more 60-40. Alternatively, you can get rid of all these target date funds and just say, I'm going to take a stock index fund and a bond index fund and call it a day and that and use that and have 60% stock and 40% bond or cash. And, and if you had that kind of allocation, or even if you like a little more risk, 65-35, and you did that right now, you would basically say, I am trying to defend against something really bad happening. Here's the asterisk. I don't think you have to change that allocation, even if the market were to crash. I think that that could be an allocation that would take you through markets going higher, but also going lower. And I wouldn't necessarily feel like you have to time to get back in because in essence, what I what I am seeing here, Jeff, is that you and your wife have done an amazing job of accumulating assets. You've, in fact, accumulated the assets you need. You don't even need to do anymore. What you need to do is to actually protect those assets on the downside. You want to protect what you've worked so hard to accumulate and to save. And if you pull your allocation back in terms of making it a more balanced portfolio, you don't have to worry about putting that hundred grand back to work. And I think that is a more that's a more realistic way to approach where we are right now in the marketplace. How does that sound right. to you? No, that makes sense. Um, I I definitely got some homework I need to do. Yeah, where where I am on some of these uh, target date funds and 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 go from there. Yeah, and and then if you really are nervous. And you really do want to just say, okay, before I do that homework, I want to put like a hundred grand in cash. I'm cool with that. But then put the money back to work. The good news is if you're doing this inside of a retirement account, there's no tax liability. So that's yeah, exactly. the, that so that's why I think it's fine to do it at least even in the interim. Okay. So let's kind of like get things buttoned down a little bit and protect yourself. And you just keep saving and life will be very good for you, Jeff. I I I feel like you're you're great savers. Our job is to make sure you don't lose it in, and, you know, essentially just get caught up in a euphoria on the upside or get swept in a downdraft. So let's secure this and, and get a portfolio you can live with in both scenarios. All right. All Sounds right. Good. good luck, man. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Take Appreciate care. It. Bye. Good call, Mark. Mark was the first one who said, I don't like that idea of considering his personal residence as part of his assets. And it's a good point. Boy, that CFP classes, those, that's, that whole thing is working for me. The reason is that any asset that you would be unwilling to sell or liquidate to create income in the future is not an asset. I mean, it's on your balance sheet, but it's not a retirement asset. Okay, that's a wrap of our Better Off bonus question of the week. If you've got a question, it's simple. Send us an email at askjill at betteroffpodcast.com. We'll arrange to get you on. And don't forget, in just a couple of days, there's a brand new episode of the Better Off Podcast sponsored by Betterment. Talk to you then. Betterment.